Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 142. My name is Jeff. With us tonight, of course, my trusty sidekick, DW. How you doing, man? Good to be with you, Jeff. Good. We're on our showdown series, so sidekick seems appropriate. Sidekick is. I mean, we can be blazing trails every week. Have you ever been sidekick? I have been sidekick. Have you? Once in a while. You buy it by a horse? It's my favorite Swedish joke, Dave. Is it? Have you met my sidekick? And then you give him a sidekick. It's great. Oh. Well, you know what? I've been actually sidekicked by a horse. Well, that's no good. No. That's a and, fail. And boy, did that get you mad. You want to get mad at a horse, you have him sidekick you once. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if a horse kicks you in general, you probably Yeah, it is. I, <laughs> I, but I used to take care of the horses up here. That's Jason's voice you hear, by the way, if you're listening. And he's our program director here at Silverbird Ranch. But if you're, for 10 years, I took care of the horses up here. And we used to do things to amuse us. Nothing that would harm the horse ever. Don't worry, we're, we're horse lovers. I was going to say. Yeah, nothing to harm the horse. We used to take them down swimming in the lake and have races in the lake and that kind of stuff. And, and we used to... Uh, do different things, but uh, you know you had to get horses that would do it with you, and some just didn't like you messing around with them. So <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we used to have contests where we would run and mount them from the back. So you'd run full speed, jump, you know, hit their butt with your two hands and jump over the saddle and onto them. Oh man! And our wranglers, that was the contest. When you're going to lead a ride, that's how you got on your horse. You know what I mean? And so everyone would go, "Ooh, really cool!" Until you missed. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and when you miss, and I remember once we did it on a small horse, did it, horse put its head down, you went right over the horse. That's hilarious. <laughs> right over it, just slid down its neck down to the ground. Did you ever miss? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there was always a challenge. Can you do it on that horse? And then you knew what horses just hated you to do that. So as soon as you did it, man, they're moving. And, and so you're, you're trying to push yourself up on They're moving. Yeah. So now you've got to find a moving saddle to hit while you're in the air. And sometimes you come right down on nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, those horses. They were fun. You know, eventually the horse isn't going to trust you, though, is he, Dave? Well, that's true. But, you know, here's the, here's the funny part. I, there's a little bit of horse psychology there. Yeah. Believe it or not. I don't know if this is true, and you will never find it in a horse psychology book, if there is such a thing. But you'll never find it. But I realize this, that if I wore a cowboy hat, the horses behaved. Huh. And, and I think it was this reason. They thought that my head was shaped like a cowboy hat. I mean, hmm. horses aren't that smart where they would think that you could take your half of your head off. <laughs> I mean, so they, they probably thought my head was shaped that way. And honestly, anybody who wore a cowboy hat, the horses respected because I wore it all the time. Wow. And, uh, and it was huge. I, I remember once these, these two horses had a Shetland pony. They, they pinned them into a corner. And they were going to kill the Shetland. And actually, the Shetland, you know, I was thinking, go ahead and kill it. I mean, it was one of those horses that really bugged you. But it was my job to protect them. There were people there, so I said, oh, nuts. So I went over there, had my hat on. I jumped up on the fence, and they had this Shetland in the corner. And there were three horses kicking them. 
right then. And I just shouted the horses' names, and then I jumped right in front of the Shetland. Hmm. And they just ran away. And the kids that were sitting there going, oh, that was the bravest thing I ever saw. And I thought, no, it wasn't. Hmm. Here's what I know for sure. Those horses won't kick me. They just need to know I'm there. They won't do it. And, and so I had to protect that Shetland by letting them know I was there and then just step in, and they wouldn't kick me. That's good. You prevented horse bullying. I did. Horse bullying did not take place here at Silver Ridge Ranch. We do not accept that. Even though this little Shetland was a brat, uh, it, we didn't accept it anyway um, because he was, he was a troublemaker. But, you know, it's interesting. As we look at, at life, it's that way. There, there are people you trust, and there are people you don't trust. And part of, of life is developing that network of relationships of trust. And those that you trust, you really will not hurt them. And you will respond to them. And that's what we have to do is build a network of trust again. And maybe that's what we have to talk about is how we do that. Yeah, this week on Showdowns, we're going to talk about kind of piggybacking off of last week. We talked about the words that we use and being conscious, conscientious of the words that we use so that we don't belittle or demean or bully people with the words that we use. And this week, we want to talk about kind of what are you known for this year? We're going into see you at the poll week. It's a big week for students across the nation. And so we want to talk about it. What does it mean to take a stand for things in our culture, things that happen even in our schools? So we're going to talk about this tonight on the show. We're kicking off the tweet back right now. So if you're hanging out with us on Twitter, just use the hashtag HNRTV. This conversation is just getting started here at HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Hi, I'm Jason Cott from the National Network of Youth Ministries. See you at the poll. The largest student-led prayer movement in the world starts September 25th. Join students from around the globe in prayer throughout the week. Then, on Wednesday, September 28th, gather with your friends at your school's flagpole an hour before school starts for a time of prayer. See you at the poll is for all students in public school, private school, and homeschool. Learn more at nnymnorthcentral.net. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason hanging out with you guys tonight here on the show. Glad that you've joined us. And if you want to be a part of this conversation with us, we hope that you would jump on Twitter. Tweet, tweet. Use the hashtag HNRTV. It's a very exciting time of year, guys. I love this time of year. It's fall now. And so it's, you know, we had to say goodbye to summer. But fall is really an exciting time for a lot of students. And this week in particular is an exciting week. We have See You at the Poll coming up on Wednesday. And if you're new to See You at the Poll, what that is is a day. It's a morning, actually, where young people all across the world will go and stand at their flagpole, and they're going to pray for their school, they're going to pray for their community, for the local governing authorities, for their nation or national leaders. Students will be doing all across the United States and around the world. And so we'll have links in our show notes tonight for See You at the Poll and where you can find information on your school. So this is something that students totally organize. It's something that, you know, it's not organized by parents or youth leaders. I mean, they could be a part of it, but not totally take it over. This is, a, it's an exciting time of year. Fall is, is exciting. You've got, obviously, football seasons, a lot of other sports happening this time of year. But in particular, it's a really good time for students who are excited about taking a stand 
with their faith, standing up for your faith, what you believe in. Maybe for you, this is a year where you've made some decisions, maybe this summer, maybe you went to camp and you're like, I don't want to be the same going into this school year. This is one of those weeks where you can actually make that a solid decision. I don't know about you guys. I love see you at the poll week. I love what it means and what it symbolizes, but I also love what it does in hearts of students. I think when you get students praying and seeking God's will, it's always a good thing. Kickstarts are great, and kickstarts happen when, when something new takes place. God, obviously, and whenever I say, man, he was so wise in what he did, God must be sitting there going, yes, I, I, I was, uh, because he is. I mean, look at all the, the starts we get. Every year we get to start over with a year. Yep. So, so you can say, okay, I'm going to do something different. School years, you start over with school years. Seasons, they change. There are so many opportunities for us to make something better than, than what it was before. To stay in the same pattern, mm -hmm. no matter what the circumstances are, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You guys, you got married, things change. When I got married, things change. You have children, things change. These are all golden opportunities to make something better. Yeah. Not, not worse. It's golden to, to look at and go, this in my life hasn't worked well before, but I have a new chapter right now. Can we make it work better now that I have this new chapter that I'm going to write? Right. Because it's not written yet. Mm -hmm. Don't write the same theme if you're not happy with it. But you got to do something different. And, you know, stand up at the poll could be a perfect opportunity to say, I'm going to start something different. I'm, I'm going to let people know that I actually am a Christian, yeah. that I love God. Yeah, and I think that's great that they do see you at the poll at the beginning of the year because it gives you that opportunity not only to take a stand for your faith, but one thing that when I was in high school and I did it um, is it allowed you to see other people that you didn't know were necessarily standing up for their faith or Christians or believers or that sort of thing. And so I was able to see people like, hey, I, didn't, I never knew that we had a commonality. And then all of a sudden at the start of the year, you can make a connection with somebody else, a peer, you know, befriend them. And right. all of a sudden now you have somebody within your school that you know understands your faith that you can encourage each other and take a stand for your faith because you don't have to do it alone. And if you go to your, you know, your school poll and you're the only one there, don't be discouraged. You know, it gives you an opportunity to take a stand for your faith. Cause I remember I did that when I was in junior high and I was the only one at my poll, but it opens up opportunities because I, you know, my friends asked me, what were you doing at the flagpole this morning? Yeah. And what greater opportunity than to share my faith? When they ask that, it's you like, it's like a red carpet. What'd you tell them? You know, well, I told them like, Hey, I was praying for the school. They're like, really? Why would you do that? And yeah. you know, it's right. I mean, I could have just said, man, I was taking a nap or something. But. Hey, would it be appropriate <laughs> for somebody to say to a friend, Hey, come with me. We're going to go, uh, stand. I'm going to go, you know, to the flagpole tomorrow. I'm going to pray or whenever that is. And would it be appropriate to, even if they're not believers, say, come with me. I, I want to, I want you there with me. I mean, I would. I mean, if for, for most schools, the, the flagpole is in a very prominent place. Right. You know, and so the, they're going to see you anyways. And a lot of schools, you know, it's it's right there in the center. So I'd say invite somebody, bring yeah. them with, and say, "Hey, you don't have to pray. Dialogue. You know, just come and listen, come and hear what we're yeah. what we're where our hearts at." You can open a dialogue if if you're not used to seeing somebody pray for a nation and for people. All of a sudden, your friend starts doing that. I mean, you got to ask them what's going on. Yeah. I mean, why are you doing that? Is this God real to you? So I think, again, take advantage of something that's brand new, something that changes, and, and it'll come again next year, but you got to wait a year. This is just a chance. Yeah, it totally is. Many of the, the interactions on social media lately have been around this guy who you may have heard of who happens to play NFL football, Colin Kaepernick, and how this guy has been using his platform in some ways that some people think 
well, he's doing something that is bringing about good. He's doing something that, you know, is, is not good. But either way, wherever you settle on that issue, it's interesting. And Dave, you talk a lot about this, how God gives you a platform mm-hmm. and you get to decide, you get to decide how you use it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to watch people and to realize that every, every one of us, we do have this circle of influence that we're in. Colin Kaepernick is not in my circle of influence. Whether he stands or sits, it doesn't really affect Dave Wager very much. It does, though, the people that aren't. He's a Wisconsin guy. He's got family in our state. And I, and I think there are people within his circle of influence that this is going to take a stand with. I, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure what he hopes to achieve by it. Here's what I do know for sure, that in our country, we have the freedom to express what we believe. And when we stop doing that, we become less great as a country. We, we need to have that freedom and that respect. I would respect Colin Kaepernick for what he's doing. I personally disagree with it, but I would respect him for doing it. I mean, as a person, he has the right to do that in our country. People have died for that flag. They have died to give him the right to do that. So he has the right to do it. I would not do it that way. But the thing is, we know who he is. We know what his stand is. And if you go to the poll, people might know who you are, know what your stand is, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean platforms are a big deal, and you you might not be you know having the platform that a Colin Kaepernick might have, or let's you know use our our favorite quarterback here in Wisconsin, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but you know you may have a platform still in your school. You may have a platform. You have a reputation. People know you as somebody. Sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes the reputation, the rap you get around school, isn't so good. I get to decide. I have to be my own person. I have to decide both what my platform is going to be and then how I'm going to use that. Am I going to influence up or am I going to influence away? And maybe, like we talked about last week, maybe use my words or my platform to bring other people down. So I get to decide how to use this platform. You get to decide how you use your platform. We're going to talk about this when we come back. Don't forget to check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Our live coaches are hanging out right now at HopeNet360.com. If this week you need to talk to somebody about life, about some of the struggles, about some of the challenges that you're facing, and you just need someone to be a listening ear, someone that's non-judgmental, that can encourage you, maybe share a story that they've experienced uh, personally with you that, that might encourage you in your faith journey, check out our live coaches right now at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, we got Jason hanging out, and guys, we left off talking about how we use our platform. Now, I know what you're thinking if you're a high school student, maybe middle school student, uh, sometimes even a college student. You're thinking, do I really have a platform? Dave, do young people really have a platform? Or is this just a, a lofty idea that they have to wait for until they finally, quote unquote, make it in life? No, you know, everybody does. Everybody influences people. And in our life right now, there are times where you're quietly just observing somebody. And, and that happens all the time. Jason, you talked about being at the poll, and you were at the poll, but nobody was with you. Mm-hmm. But did it have an impact on somebody that would ask you what you were doing? Absolutely. And did it also have people walk by and could care less? Yep. Yeah. There you go. So the ones that were asking or the ones that influenced are your circle of influence. Yeah. And and you may not even see that because people don't come up and say, hi, I'm in your circle of influence. But you do have one, whether you realize it or not. That's what you want to think about. Those of us that understand the scriptures understand that God gave us a job to do. 
He made us a certain way. He made us to love him, which means obey him, and to think of others. And as you think of others, you are constantly thinking about your influence on them. This week, Jeff, your son grabbed your phone and started dialing me. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sorry. It was very in line. How, how old is he? He's four now. Yeah. It was very in line with a four-year-old, what he was doing. <laughs> you know? It, it wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't wrong. It was in line with him. The immediate thought, if, if I were at a big business meeting or something, Jeff, I would have found it amusing and enjoyed it. I mean, I, I wouldn't have yelled at him. I wouldn't have done anything in that sense because it was so in line with who he was. In fact, my mind went immediately to another gear. I want to talk to him. I want to say hi to him. I want to let him know that I like him. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to do that. But he wouldn't answer my phone. I mean, he wouldn't answer. He'd just <laughs> hang up and dial again. And, and so I never got the chance to do that. But yes. that's... Okay, so immediately you realize that, that your sphere of influence, you never know who's in it. Right. Right. So I was looking for a moment just to say something positive to your son. Hmm. Even though he was dialing it and I thought, you know what, Jeff's going to find this interesting later and he's going to think, you are bothering Dave. Well, not if a four-year-old dials me, he's not bothering me. It's funny to me. Hmm. I can always, you know, shut my phone off. I'm an adult. I, I could do that and not pay attention to it and... That's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But the idea of using your platform. Mm -hmm. So it, you could say, Jeff, at that moment, I had a platform with your family. Mm -hmm. But just for a moment. And, um, and I wanted to use it. And that's what I think uh, young people need to see, that there's these opportunities out there. Take advantage of them. Yeah, you know, and I would even take it a step further. You know, I'm think we're thinking about, you know, see at the poll this week and how it's really taking a stand and, and putting yourself on a platform saying, you know, this is what I believe and this is a stand that I'm taking. And it, you need to be thinking that it's actually going further than that within your sphere of influence because as soon as you put yourself on that platform, people are watching you, just like you said, Dave. And it's more than just the words you say. It's the way that you're living out your life. And so that's why you need to be making sure that once you take that step of faith, you know, you need to make sure that you're accountable to living for God. And so that's where, you know, if you're out there praying for the poll, that means while you're walking through the halls at school this year, you need to make sure that that sphere of influence that saw you out there is seeing that you are still representing Jesus. Right. Going back to what we said earlier in the show, I'm so glad that they do it at the beginning of the year because if you want a fresh start, if you want to say, you know what, I want to do something with my faith. I want to show people that I love God. See you at the poll is a great opportunity because it's, 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 yes, praying for the school and praying for the nation is a huge opportunity, but it's, it's more than that. Mm -hmm. It's setting yourself up to represent Jesus for the year because people will, will connect the two of you and it sets you in a position where you can love God and love the people around you. And yeah. that's the, the great opportunity. It's a showdown it. culture. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. you're, you're basically saying is our culture is godless. I don't believe that I have God in my life and I am going to pray to God. Yeah. So that, that we as a nation, we as a, a generation can be free and can know him and can love him and can have families like we're supposed to. See, so you're, you're almost challenging people yeah. with, with the culture in which we live in, which makes that kind of a showdown thing. And you're doing it really because you care about them. And that's how we're wired. So you'll be much better off if you do things for other people than you do it for yourself. Yeah. Not only yeah. that, did you guys ever gain courage when somebody does something right? It was inspiring when you saw it because usually you see people doing things wrong. Right. So when you see someone doing things right, you're like, oh, I guess I can do something right. Mm -hmm. Yep. 9-11, when it happened, there was a plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Maybe we can put this, this feed on our, our website, but there's a guy that, that called a 911 operator, asked her to say the Lord's Prayer with her. Hmm. And then he said these two words, let's roll. 
It was that guy. He was a Wheaton College graduate, the college that I went to. I believe he played football there. I'm not sure. And he went, and a bunch of guys stormed the cockpit. Hmm. And they put that plane down in Pennsylvania rather than going to the White House where it was headed. And what was interesting is, if you go to Wheaton College today, there's a little, this was Todd Beamer who did that. They named the student center Todd Beamer Center, and he's holding his kids' hands and that kind of thing. He's a Wheaton grad. Now, his son is a quarterback for Wheaton College. Hmm. And the story, now, now I'm telling you, there's a platform there. There's a YouTube video on this. The YouTube video from Wheaton College and his son was played on national television before games on 9-11. It's quite amazing. This guy had a platform. He didn't do it silently. He called a 911 operator, said, let's roll, let's pray, let's go. Hmm. And now many people gather inspiration from him. Before the Wheaton College football team goes out on the field, there's a let's roll sign that they all tap. Hmm. Why? It's their inspiration. Now, did this guy know he was going to be having a platform like this? Hmm. Probably not. Yeah. He probably did this just out of habit. I'm going to pray, and we're going to go, and we're going to solve this problem. And he did, and he gave his life for it. That plane didn't hit the White House. It hit a big farm field. You know, what I'm hearing from you guys is a couple of things. Number one, no one's ever just going to give you a platform. I mean, rarely will that happen where someone's going to say, well, here you go. Here's your platform. You get to decide what kind of platform that you build, what you're going to be known for in your life. Uh, Dave, you talk about making young people successful, making anybody that you come across successful, and that looks different depending on who you're interacting with, but the reality is is that is one of your platforms. You have a number of different platforms. I have a number of different platforms. As a young person, you get to decide what kind of platform you're going to build. Now, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but you're going to be known for something, and that's that's kind of the message on the show tonight is identifying what it is that you're going to be known for. What is your life going to be recognized for? You know, you've got someone like Cassie Bernal, like Columbine. We may not be faced with those kinds of showdowns in our life, but we are going to be faced with times where our faith will be tested. And just like Daniel, who was told, you know, you can't pray, you can't do what you do. Now there's a law against that, and Daniel went up, and guess what he did? He decided he was going to pray. That's a showdown. Every single person in the Bible, every single person is going to face these kinds of showdowns. What matters is how you respond to them, what kind of platform you're building. We'll talk about this in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Join us on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by GroundWire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Got questions about life? Everyone should have the chance to explore why we're all here, ask questions, and share their point of view. That's why there's Alpha. Alpha is a series of sessions exploring the Christian faith. Each session looks at a different question around faith and is designed to create conversation. No two Alphas look the same, but generally they have three key things in common food, a talk, and good conversation. New alphas are starting soon. Visit alpha.org slash try to find an alpha course happening near you. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us this week on the show. If you miss any part of this conversation or you want to go back and listen to it, share with your friends. We hope that you would do that. You can download this episode at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Jeff, DW, you've got Jason hanging out with you on the show tonight, really looking at our lives and asking the question to ourselves, 
what is my platform? How am I using my platform? This time of year is exciting. And it's see you at the poll week. And just in a couple weeks, we'll have Fields of Faith. And so there's a lot of really good, I call them kind of igniting or key moments in the fall right here at the beginning of the school year where you have a chance to take a stand for something that matters. And in this case, it's standing up and, and just praying for your school, praying for your classmates, and making that part of your platform this year. So the big question, what is your platform? We hope that you'll take some time this week and think about that. But Dave, we've been talking about this platform idea and how we get to actually build the platform. Seen very few times or very, I guess, rarely do I find that people just up and give you a platform. I find that it's more of what you make it to be. Everyone's going to have a platform. People will know you. You'll have what's called a reputation. And so you'll have this reputation that in a lot of ways you get to design. Oftentimes by the choices that you make, it's the words that you use, it's the things you're involved in. And uh, what else, Dave? What are some other ways that we build our own platform? You know what? You serve people, you get a platform. That's true. You serve them and you get a platform. Yeah. Uh, once, once you start, stop being self-centered and you serve the community around you and you serve people, they will listen to you. And they will at least notice you and notice what's going on. Too many times what we do is we want people to kind of worship us or notice us and affirm us. Mm. And then we wonder why our circle of influence is so small. Well, the whole world's trying to do that. There's very few people serving people. And when you serve people, I promise you, you get a platform. Sometimes people don't, you know, they're wondering if they even want a platform because they're concerned about what to say if they had one. Yeah. If you have a platform, what do you say? But here, Jason, we've been praying for you. We know that you're a Chicago Bear fan. So we understand that. And and we wish it were different, but it's not. So, But but at least I don't have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. You don't. He has has been somewhat ordinary. Arguably just average. Yes, arguably he is. And and you're playing with a quarterback that's arguably way under average. So, well, he's not but, playing anymore. He hurt his thumb. Yeah, that's right. His thumb, yeah. Well, and that's too bad because that's just how he sucks. So that's <laughs> one of those things that, oh, that we have to there it is. take care of. Yeah. So he's going to be out for a while because that's a major, major injury for somebody who sucks his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Did I say wow. that on the air? Wow. What, what is this going to do to me? Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to get rave reviews in Chicagoland. That's for Every sure. Bear fan in the world. I, yeah, they're going to have teeth. T-shirts with you know <laughs> Cutler sucking. fans matter soon yes. on there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to oh boy. I'm gonna be in big trouble. Or <laughs> 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 Cutler's thumb matters or something. I'm not sure. Nice. You know, here's the deal. The reason I was talking about fanhood and and Jeff, you're you're a Packer fan, correct? Absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. So yeah, you you too. So here's the deal. If we started talking football, fantasy football, whatever, both you guys would get fired up and start talking about something. We just did. I mean. <laughs> We threw something out there, and all of a sudden, the energy in the room went up, and we started talking about things, right? That, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what a fan does. Yeah. Did you ever get trained, Jason, in how to be a Bear fan and spread that to other people? No. That's good, because it doesn't work, <laughs> whatever you're doing. But, it, it, but you never had training. And, and Jeff, did you uh, ever have training on how to be a Packer fan and spread the news to other people? Every Sunday, man. Every Sunday. Yeah, well, when you watch it. You know, here's, here's the deal that I'm thinking about. What people do in Christianity is they wait for some kind of special training to talk about something they should be excited about. Right. Mm. If you want a platform, serve other people and get to spend time with God and get excited about them. Because if you have a platform, 
if you're going to give people these these memorized lines about life and God and the world and who cares? In fact, when we came in, we were talking football. And I think you were surprised, Jason, that I said, well, Aaron's been average over the last X amount of weeks. You know, it didn't surprise me. It, well, no, it didn't surprise you. You but guys lost the I Vikings. It didn't surprise me. Yeah, but I didn't defend him either. <laughs> I didn't say, well, you know, he's going to get better whatever. I, because, honestly, that's where he's at. Yeah. And so my fanhood is, is, is tied to facts, actually. And in this one, I can't defend him. It, it's not that I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan or I don't want him to do well or I don't even think he has skills. He has skills. But he's been average lately yep. for some reason, and I don't know why. Hmm. Now, now the truth of the matter is, I just know that. And here, you can even hear our discussion now. We're talking about it. People won't talk about God that way, though, hmm. because they don't know him. They don't spend time with him, and and they don't think about God's statistics. If you did, it would be so natural for you to talk about God. Mm-hmm. I, I am sure after a Packer loss to the Vikings on a Sunday night, Monday morning in school, there were people jabbering about it both in minnesota and, and all through the state of wisconsin and they were talking about it i wonder how many were talking about god's goodness during the day you know it, and again you say well that's not fair why is it not fair are we not amazed by what god does are we not amazed he actually has a you know if he had a quarterback rating be way up there mm-hmm. i mean he actually has, is somebody worth talking about yeah and and actually is in our sphere of influence so yeah the story you guys probably know the story of the good samaritan and, you know, the guy that was basically robbed and beat up and left for dead on the road. And, and uh, the story is in Luke 10, I believe. We like to call him uh, the, the bad bear fan, but go ahead. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the bad. Yeah, we'll call him the bad bear fan. Uh, but there are a lot of really interesting points of this story that really do reflect on some of the things that we've been talking about on the show. What platform we have. Dave, you used the illustration of you jumping over a fence and going into a horse stable and basically getting between two horses that were beating up, two or three horses that were beating up on this little Shetland. And, you know, the visual that we have today of taking a stand for something, you know, our generation is so ready right now. There's so many young people today that are already getting involved in many different social causes. There's a lot of different ones to pick from. You know, it could be anything from a health cause. You know, for me, I'm involved in the Suicide Prevention Coalition, and there's a lot of other things that I get to be involved in with that. I'm also helping with youth pastors to get networked. There's a lot of different causes today that we can be involved in, even young people that can be involved in. But what is the cause? there? I think there is one cause, and that is the mission of God that is, above all else, it's absolutely critical. And that's why I think this whole See You at the Pole thing is, is an important part of the year. But uh, I want to talk about See You at the Pole and stuff when we come back here on the show, because it's, it's an important topic, this prayer thing. How do we align ourselves with God's plan? We have a lot of man's plans going on in this world, man's platforms that we can create. But really, what is the platform that God wants you to have in your life. So we're going to talk about that when we come back here on Hope Net Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is Hope Net Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason hanging out with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. And it is See You at the Poll Week. And it's exciting this time of year. I love this time of year. Guys, you guys have been part of it. I know, Jason, you've been a part of See You at the Poll. Dave, was See You at the Poll around when you were a kid? No, but my school was very Polish-oriented, and we would have not known what that meant, See You at the Poll. Ah, Because we gotcha. were thinking about all the people we knew. So. <laughs> oh, Nice. I lived in the Polish section of Chicago. So no, see at the pole made no meaning to me in high oh, school. Boy. 
and we didn't have it. No. So what? What? What is it? Explain it. I'm. A, I'm an old guy. What? What is the significance of this? I mean, who started it? Why are we doing it? And isn't it illegal to do religious things, quote, on campuses? Man, that, those are great questions. You know, see what the poll began in the early 90s. It was actually just a group of about 10 students down in Texas, and they decided they had a, a, a heart cry that they would be ones that would stand out on their campus and lift up their campus. There are a lot of things going on, and there still continue to be things happening on school campuses that are anti-God, anti-faith. And they felt like, you know, for us to really be effective on our campus, we need God to do something on our campus. And so what they did was these 10 students just gathered on their flagpole. And now it's grown to like 30 plus million students across the world that go and stand at their flagpole and they just pray. They pray for their school. They pray for their their leaders in their local communities. They pray for their leaders on a national level. And so it's really just about student-led prayer. Is there an organization, see at the poll organization? I mean, who knows the numbers here? And is there a place... That they register or something? See what the poll is is kind of a loose knit group. I'm not sure if they're. I don't really know exactly the uh, organization behind it. I know the National Network of Youth Ministries is behind it to some degree, but it's it's more of an organic grassroots movement that is pretty much student driven for the most part. So teachers don't set this up, and and it's not something that you're required to do, and and nobody can make it a requirement. Oh, absolutely not. No, this is it's totally at the will of the person. Uh, this it's it's really about student-led prayer. It's students that are leading in this prayer time. Some of them have some worship. Some do, you know, kind of a, a group worship time. Um, but teachers and youth leaders are not the ones that are driving it, which is even more exciting because it's. I find that it's really cool. And there was something about it when I was a teenager when it was student-driven. And maybe Jason, you can attest to this as well. That if if adults were leading it, it probably wouldn't have been as effective. I think. Then watching students rise up and taking initiative, taking on leadership roles, and seeing prayer be a focal point at their school. I don't know. Do you agree with that, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a great way for you, and I even mentioned this earlier in the show, you know, for, for you to take that platform because it, it, it is all student-led, which is the coolest thing about it. And so there's students leading it, students starting off and praying. I mean, there are adults that are there sometimes just to encourage students, but it, it really is student-led. And I know if you go to syatp.com, you can get some information there. I know the theme this year is We Cry Out. Check out the website. There's some promotional material you can use in your youth group or with your friends. There's videos you can download and and it even has some information just to make sure that you know what, what's going on with it. Use that as a resource as you take the lead in your school or wherever you're at. And even if you're homeschool listening to the show, you know, I've known some homeschoolers that, that go to a local public school or public what, school, library. library, wherever it is, yeah, and go hall. and pray. It doesn't matter, you know, where you go. It's yeah. really, it's really a, the whole week is focused on student-led prayer. Yeah. And, the, and the see you at the poll day is like the, the kind of the, the king pin of it. And I, and and so, I might add, you know, you have a First Amendment right from the Constitution, and, and you need to learn to practice it. Yeah. And, and basically, that gives you the right to have free speech. And, and that's what we're doing. And to peaceably assemble. We, there, In fact, if you look, and I would encourage our listeners, go look up that First Amendment. Congress can't even make a law to go against peaceable assemble and, and your right to express yeah. yep. that you want to pray to God. Yep. Practice your First Amendment. It's, it's there. And people died in this country to fight wars to keep us free practice the free speech and the peaceable assemblies. And one of the things that we'll talk about in the coming weeks after See You at the Poll is this initiative called Claim Your Campus. We talked with Jason last week, and we'll continue to talk about Claim Your Campus, but making prayer movement on your campus, not just something that happens 
on a Wednesday, see what the poll day, but something that happens year round, prayer does equal change. And so this week, as you prepare for your See at the Poll week, do stop by syatp.com. It is in our show notes and at hopenet360.com. Prepare, do get the word out, do message your friends, text them, Snapchat, whatever you got to do to get the word out about See at the Poll this year. It's going to be a great time. It's happening Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. Promo videos, everything you want about See at the Poll, even your legal rights. You can check it out at syatp.com. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason, wrapping things up here tonight on HopeNet Radio. And guys, I wanted to leave with the story of the Good Samaritan that I think will sum up a little bit of tonight's topic of how we actually build a platform that honors God and that we use for good. And so the story of the Good Samaritan is found in Luke 10, starting at verse 30. Jesus replies, he's telling the story, uh, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him up, they left him half dead beside the road. And by chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the young man lying there, he crossed the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also decided to pass by on the other side. And then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. And the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay for the next time that I'm here. And this is a very common story. Many people have heard the story of the Good Samaritan. And, uh, you know, the idea of a platform, this Samaritan guy, the Bible says here, Jesus calls him a despised Samaritan. This wasn't a guy that I would think would have a platform in the Jewish community. And yet, look what Jesus does here. He puts this guy into a platform. And there's an opportunity here. Dave, I know you tell the story of the young man that's, that was up in Antigo that was shot a few months ago. And, and there's a platform there. Every single one of us at some point are going to be faced with a situation where we get to build this platform, so to speak. Right. Hey, you know, we all do. And that's a very important point. As I go to the doctor and I have some issues that I have to deal with doctors with, you can see it as a platform or you can see it as an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. I get to sit in his office and quietly talk to him. And I'm looking for that opportunity to talk to him about Christ and about life and, and to be an encouragement. In fact, my doctor, I don't many times that I've seen him, told him, I'm praying for you. I hope you're a good dad. I, I mean, that kind of stuff. He's a younger doctor that goes to our church, actually. So it's been a thrill to be able to use the platform of sickness uh, to help somebody. And, and if you're always looking for that, then the meaning in your life is so it's always there. I mean, this guy was just walking down a road. He had resources. He saw somebody in need. He thought of them and not himself, and he took care of it. And that was his platform. And now, many years later, do we, you know, we don't know much about the other two guys that went by, but this guy's a hero. Absolutely phenomenal. And, and that's what we have to see is in life, you use what God gives you, and you have a platform. If you're sick, you have a platform in the hospital. If you're sick, you have a platform with a doctor. If you're healthy in sports and you have a platform on the football field or the soccer field or the volleyball court, you have platforms. 
And you need to take advantage of them thinking of other people and you'll be much healthier in life and much happier. Taking that a step further, Dave, it's realizing that you already have these platforms in your life. There's already people around you that you can influence and that you could share your faith with. And that's the key is just taking a step back from them and saying, all right, what situations am I currently in where I can use it as a platform to show people who Jesus is? So it's not even that you have to go out there and look for platforms. You know, they're already on your doorstep. And Dave, you just gave a bunch of examples, you know, even in your life where it's just things that you're doing already that you turn into a platform to show who Jesus is. And that's the amazing thing is that that's what life is all about. We're supposed to love God and love others and look for ways to do that in our everyday life. And those everyday life situations become our platforms where we can influence people and love on them and show them who Jesus is. Yeah, what we started the program with when the three horses were trying to beat the Shetland to death and I jumped in. Mm-hmm. That was a platform, but yeah. it was my job to take care of those horses, so I had to do that. Right. But it was something I had to do, but it became a platform. Now everybody's oohing and on going, wasn't that brave? And I got to talk to them about something. Yeah. It really wasn't that brave. These horses knew me. You know what I mean? So now I get to talk about how we live our lives and be responsible and not let fear drive us mm-hmm. and work towards the point where you actually have those around you that know you and trust you and would not hurt you intentionally, just like a horse wouldn't at that point. So it's very interesting where the platforms come from, and they can come from anywhere at any moment. And we need to be ready to look at others. This, see you at the poll, that's coming up here, and that's a platform, and and use it. Being a student at school is a platform to teachers and other students. I mean, there's always a platform. See it as that, you'll be better off in life. That's important to note, and it's not about the platform. We can get so focused on the worshiping of whatever platform we have and think, oh, man, I finally arrived. I got this really cool platform. No, it's not as glamorous as you think it is. You know, a lot of times it's standing up in a situation that is uncomfortable. You know, the situation with the horses, Dave, there was no guarantee that those horses would come after you. Now, there was a relationship there. There's a a psychology there. We're not going to dive into that too much here. But the reality is, is you, just an average little person, you don't have to be anything. You don't have to be the star athlete. You don't have to be the prom king or prom queen. You don't have to do any of this stuff to have a platform to earn a platform or to do the right things. This is all about doing the right thing. It could be a kid who is at a lunch table sitting by himself and you just decide, you know, instead of going sitting with your friends and your group, you decide, hey, I'm just going to go and, and hang out with this person because I don't want them to be alone. Maybe they do want to be alone. Maybe they don't want to be alone. Maybe they just feel like, you know, they don't have a lot of friends, people that they relate with. Yeah. The beginning of the school year can be brutal. And this is an opportunity for you to look, to notice other people instead of just noticing yourself. It's really easy. It's really easy, guys, to be overwhelmed with life and get focused on myself, my problems, my own misfortunes, my own struggles, my own temptations. And we forget to look outside. And like what this, the Samaritan did here in this moment, he was a despised Samaritan. And Jesus makes him a noble character in his story. He says, this guy, you know, he asked the question, who is your neighbor? Who is the one that was this man's neighbor, the Jewish man's neighbor? And they replied, it's the one that showed mercy. And Jesus' response was really simple. He just said, now, go and do the same. Basically, go and show mercy. Go and be a person that's grace-filled, a person that's making an impact, a person that is kind and compassionate and who doesn't look to their own interests first, but looks to the interests of others. And that's why I see what the poll is so important. That's why it's important to be a part of these things and to stand up not only for your faith to make a statement. It's not a public statement. This is about you taking serious the, the thing that God wants to do in your school and your campus. And it's going to involve you, but it's not going to be about you. It's going to involve your platform, but it's not about your platform. It's about others. It's about what God wants to do in you and through you. 
and you have this opportunity. You have an opportunity to build a platform. You have an opportunity to use your platform in a way that is significant in God's eyes. And so whether you're a part of it or you're just a part of prayer movement on your campus, I encourage you to be a part of what it means about God doing things on your campus. Be about God's business on your school campus, your work campus, your college campus, wherever you have influence. Use it not just for yourself, not for yourself. Use it for God's purposes and his kingdom work. That's all for us here on the show this week on HopeNet Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find these and past episodes. You can download them for free by subscribing to our podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat, the tweet back is going 24-7 at hopenet360.com or just by using the hashtag HNRTB. You can also follow HopeNet360 on social media using the at HopeNetRadio handle on most social platforms. Just visit HopeNet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later.